What's up, everyone? You're listening to Open Mic. I'm comedian Ricky Cole. There's a lot going on, man. Um, this this author, she dropped a book called Dark Money. Go out and get it. Buy it. Because what's going on today in America has a lot to do with what's in that book. And you'll find out, man, that we have some people who have so much fucking wealth and power that they can influence our government. They can buy politicians like Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, just to name a few. You know, like Tim Scott. They got money to buy the Supreme Court. Every one of them motherfuckers. I don't even trust the Democrats. Because why would these guys with so much influence in our country, think tanks, American Prosperity, they have the media in their pocket because they always talk about, well, this is from the Cato Institute. Not saying this racist ass institute, these white nationalist think tanks, any way they, nope, keep that fucking media under their control. Power, money, power. They have so much power that everything we touch, they get a piece of. But one thing they don't like is a real democracy. You find out that. What would you do? I really want to know. What would you do when you see your country slipping away from you and people willing to hand their country over to fascists? Because America's not taking the threat serious. What is your view on the FBI and why they decided to raid uh, the former president's property? I think they're just a mafia, you know, being uh, ordered by Ray. And after this man, our ex-president, for so long, they're trying to find any kind of dirt they can pull up on him. This is insane. I never see this happening in the United States. See how insane it's getting? Those are the people who vote against their own interests. So what would you do when they take over your country? Would you go along with the bullshit? They already banned abortions. Women have to take to the streets. Hate crimes are rising. They're telling us who they are. They're Christian nationalists. They love America. And they're Puritan racist motherfuckers, you know. The ones who colonized this land and stole it. These are the offsprings, generations later. Still hanging on to that Puritan bullshit. But what would you do? Americans, would you get out and vote? Make sure you know who the fuck you're voting for. You make sure you start paying attention to the news. Not the corporate news, but the real news. Because corporate media cannot be, can't even be honest with themselves, let alone with American people. Because they're part of the problem. See, wealthy white men do not want you to know the truth. They're gonna, they have to tell you, but they're not going to break it down to you. They want you to figure it out for yourselves, you know, through their dog whistlers, their cold talking. But what would you do? Wake up one morning and America used to know is gone. 
Now listen to what the Koch brothers' money bought them. Florida's fucked up because of this Koch money. This is their investment. Listen to it and listen to it well. Put on the full armor of God. Take a stand against the left schemes. Stand firm. Stand your ground. Don't back down. I'm on a mission to keep Florida free. Let's make sure Ohio remains free. And let's take our country back. The armor of God taking a stand against schemes. That's not just a rallying cry DeSantis came up with. It's taken from the Bible. The phrase full armor of God comes from Ephesians chapter 6, where it says to, quote, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. It goes on to say, stand your ground, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Now, quoting the Bible against your secular political opponents, suggesting God is on your side in a political struggle is bad enough. But notice what he did there? He replaced the devil with the left, a dangerous framing that invites his audience to view their political opponents, their fellow Americans, as the devil. And that wasn't the end of it. After after paraphrasing the Bible in Ohio, DeSantis went to Pennsylvania next, where he was shaking hands with Pennsylvania's Republican gubernatorial candidate, Doug Mastriano, a man who espouses election denialism like it's biblical doctrine. This is a big deal because Mastriano isn't just any Republican candidate. He's perhaps the flag bearer of Christian nationalism in America today, a movement that seeks to assert that the US is and must remain a Christian nation and that the government should reflect that. He's called the separation of church and state a myth. Earlier this year, he paid $5,000 for advertising consulting to the social media platform Gab, a platform known to be tied to Christian nationalism and vicious anti-Semitism. I mean, the founder, Andrew Torber, has said his aim is to foster a Christian nationalist society. Mastriano called the criticism of his payment smears, but did eventually delete his Gab account and denounced anti-Semitism in any form. Mastriano is also a man who has been awarded a so-called Sword of David by QAnon conspiracy pushers Alan and Francine Fostig for being the paragon of Christian nationalism that he so clearly and proudly is. Just thinking about the warfare that you both have gone through, and we thought, wow, Lord, what would be the best gift for them? And we thought of the David sword, because you've been cutting a lot of... (laughs) 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 And... um, and, and so we had inscribed in there wow. for God and country because That's you have amazing. been fighting for our country. Oh, yeah. Where's Goliath? And in November, we're going to take our state back. My God will make it so. The forces of the darkness here are hitting us really hard right now. We're going to lead this state here back to freedom and righteousness. We're going to lead the state back to where William Penn wanted to be, the seat of a nation, to do what is just and right. This is our time. This is our day. This is our hour. Let's stand together in these days here and take our state back and renew the blessing of this this country. Wow. I want to be clear. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Ron DeSantis or Doug Mastriano being practicing or proud Christians. It's the desire to impose Christianity here in the name of politics, in the name of nationalism. That's the problem. This is a new and troubling trend in American right-wing politics, an escalation from the kind of things we saw from evangelicals in the Ronald Reagan or George W. Bush eras. I'm going to let him finish that monologue because 
MSNBC has explained shit. Remember that lady was talking about dark money? This is what they paid for. Candidates like Ron DeSantis, Donald J. Trump. These guys whose fund this shit, those billionaires, fucked our country up for their oligarchy. They don't care about these crazy-ass Christian nuts. Those are the buffers. They don't want us getting educated. They do not want an equal democracy. They don't believe in that shit. They don't. They don't care. It's a shame, isn't it? All of this progress, and we're slipping in reverse because some rich men don't like democracy. As one New York Times reporter put it, the religious right has long supported conservative causes, but this current wave seeks more. A nation that actively prioritizes their particular set of Christian beliefs and far-right views, and that more openly embraces Christianity as a bedrock identity. This isn't a secret either. In fact, the very words Christian nationalism, perhaps once toxic, are now being used by their political champions openly and defiantly. We need to be the party of nationalism, and I'm a Christian and I say it proudly, we should be Christian nationalists. So you see, I also call myself a Christian nationalist, and that's not a bad word. That's actually a good thing, right? And there's nothing wrong with leading with your, in, with your faith. But we're not talking about leading with your faith. That's a total and deliberate mischaracterization of what Christian nationalism means. Remember, it's an ideology that advocates completely rejecting the separation of church and state, something this country broke off from England to establish. I mean, if you listen to GOP Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, you'll wonder what America she's talking about. The church is supposed to direct the government. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. And I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk that's not in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like what they say it does. Bobert. Before he finished bashing Bobert, I like this guy. He, if he was on a real news network, he would really tell it like it is. But America don't like to hear the truth. They want to hear a lie. They want to hear, oh, numbers and polls and bullshit. <laughs> All this time, we're trying to have someone of a democracy. Wealthy motherfuckers. It's using their wealth, not for good, but for bad. Oh, they go out and give some donations out to some museums, some hospital wing, some university to pat themselves on the back. Well, as long as their boys is on the Supreme Court and in the state houses and the Senate and the local courts and, the, and their lawyers and judges, they can have secret meetings and sit the way they want to see America. Well, this is the way Cokes want to see it. Hell, they spent, they getting their billions of dollars worth out of it. This is what they wanted establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Legal scholars understand this means the separation of church and state. 
And why do they think this? It goes back to that supposedly stinking letter that Bobert mentioned. Do you know what that stinking letter is that she's referring to? In 1802, Thomas Jefferson, a founding father, wrote a letter to the Danbury Baptist Association about the Establishment Clause. In his letter, he wrote, quote, I contemplate with sovereign reverence that act of the whole American people which declared that their legislature should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall of separation between church and state. Jefferson's words. And this is a letter, these are words that American courts have cited in legal cases, and yes, even in a few Supreme Court cases, going all the way back to 1879. So I would ask Congresswoman Boebert two questions. One, I thought Republicans revere the Founding Fathers, so why are you dismissing a landmark statement from Jefferson, incorporated by Supreme Court opinions, as a stinking letter? And two, do Muslim and Jewish Americans get to say the same? Do they get to have their mosques and synagogues direct the government too? I mean, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar doesn't even cite her faith in most of her political statements, and yet Republicans accuse her of wanting to impose Sharia on this country. <laughs> you see where they're going with this, right? Which I like this. In so many words, code, they're racist. I don't give a fuck how much money those cokes have. They're fucking racist. I don't give a fuck how many people they in, employ who's minorities. They fucking racist. They don't want a democracy. Look, the separation of church and state has become one of the defining principles of religious and political freedom in America. That's what's under threat right now when you see DeSantis cast the left as devils or Doug Mastriano with his sword or Bobert slamming Jefferson. How dangerous is this rise of Christian nationalism in America? How much is it tied to race? How much is this about white Christian nationalism? Sociologists Philip Gorski and Samuel Perry have written a whole book calling it specifically white Christian nationalism and the threat to American democracy. They argue that what's critical for us to be aware of is that for the movement, it's the white part that's even more important than the religion part. And joining me now to talk about his book is University of Oklahoma professor Samuel Perry, one of the nation's leading experts on American religion and conservative politics. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. You know what it's about. We have to get out and vote. But we're going to have to be honest. We cannot play politics with these people anymore. They don't care for America. They don't deserve America. If they take their wealth and use it for good, then I can see. They're patriots. But those son of a bitches wrap themselves in the flag while they're taking a shit in the capital. Go out and get that book, Dark Money, and support Democracy Now. And that was a clip from MSNBC. Um, with this brother, I like. The rest of them, milk toast. Are we really serious about letting these people get their hands on our government? Because 
think on this. Just another con game by the Democrats calling something one thing Gentlemen's and saying time another. Expired. This is making the IRS with Gentlemen's armed time. See, that's the negative vibrational energy that I... ...biology, but appears that they also need a lesson on the fundamentals of economics and basic math. Increase electricity prices, increase gas prices to tilt at windmills with your unicorn energy policies. Check. Somebody's lying. We'll find out who. This is just another con game by the Democrats calling something one thing Gentlemen's and saying another. This is making the IRS with Gentlemen's time has expired. The Pentagon, the State the woman, Department. Gentlemen is no longer on. recognized. What you're listening to is white supremacy. Don't want this country to work for no one but them. Charles and David Koch's 2016 spending comes as part of an effort to funnel hundreds of millions of dollars to conservative candidates and causes over the last four decades. Their net worth is a combined $82 billion, placing them fifth on the Forbes 400 list of wealthiest Americans. The Koch's, the Koch's political operations have exploded in six years since... He's right, the crooks. Because all that money, they could have done so much good tell you when you spoil some brats and they become spoiled little anything they want they get fucking brats they grow up to be old bastards this is Supreme Court's Citizens United decision which removed limits on campaign spending by ruling that donor money is a form of free speech Citizens United has allowed the Cokes and others to spend millions in dark money, political donations where the sources kept secret. The story of the Koch brothers and an allied group of billionaire donors is told in a new book by the New Yorker magazine reporter Jane Mayer. It's called Dark Money, the hidden history of the billionaires behind the rise of the radical right. Jane Mayer traces how the Cokes and other billionaires, including Mellon Banking and Gulf Oil Air, Richard Mellon Scaife, chemical tycoon John M. Olin, electronics magnates Harry and Lynn Bradley, have leveraged their business empires to create a political machine with unprecedented influence over politics at the national, state, and local level. Beyond elections, these billionaires have also influenced the political sphere by using their money to create right-wing think tanks, endow university positions, fund research favorable to their right-wing agenda, including climate change denial, opposing health care reform, and thwarting government regulation. The Koch's political empire is so vast it's been dubbed the Koch-topus, the organizations including Americans for Prosperity, Citizens for a Sound Economy. Mayer's book contains a number of revelations and new details. She begins with the Koch's father, industrialist Fred Koch. Mayer reveals that Fred Koch helped build an oil refinery in Nazi Germany, a project approved personally by Adolf Hitler. The refinery was critical to the Nazi war effort. Its oil fueled German warplanes. Before that, Fred Koch built a refinery for Joseph Stalin's Russia. Fred Koch went on to become an original leader of the right-wing John Birch Society. Charles Koch was a member when the group campaigned against the civil rights movement in the 60s. So you see what she see where she going with this, right? You don't hear this on MSNBC. They'll talk about Donald Trump and, and the FBI, but they don't mention the motherfuckers who spent billions of dollars to fuck our country up. 
Mayor also uncovers evidence confirming rumors the Koch brothers tried to blackmail their own brother Frederick into giving up his share of the family company by threatening to out him as gay. It also emerges that the EPA has named the Koch's company, Koch Industries, the single biggest U.S. producer of toxic waste. Mayor recounts her own potential brush with the Koch's empire after she profiled the brothers in a 2010 piece for The New Yorker. A private firm was hired to discredit her reporting. Although there's no definite proof, Mayor says that clues leading back to the Kochs were everywhere, and she explores the Kochs' multi-year effort to undermine President Obama, starting with a secretive meeting of right-wing donors the week of his inauguration. Jane Mayer joins us now. A staff writer for The New Yorker magazine, again, her book is called Dark Money, The Hidden History of the Billionaires Behind the Rise of the Radical Right. Welcome to Democracy Now! It's great, great to have you, Jane. with you. Thank you. <clears throat> well, let's start with this explosive revelation about... Um, the Koch brothers' father, Fred Koch. Talk about uh, his um, his business and his involvement with Nazi Germany. Well, uh, he uh, built what became the third largest refinery in Germany during the, the, the build-up to World War II. And it was a refinery that from the start was meant to help the military effort of the, the Third Reich. Um, it was clear that, that uh, uh, Hitler was looking for ways to refine their own oil so that they could um, fuel the war machine that he was building up at that point. The refinery um, was begun, uh, the contract was begun in 34, uh, that is 1934, and was bit finished in 1935. And one of the things that that the father Koch was especially good at, he was a, a, apparently a brilliant engineer himself, was refining oil in a really um, high-octane fuel that would be good for the Luftwaffe, for the, uh, the warplanes. It had to be done in a special way. Jane, interestingly, the Kochs are obviously critical of your work, but they only actually responded to two of the allegations in the book. And earlier this month, they released a statement specifically on uh, on this uh, on this area. They say Mayor falsely implies that Fred Koch was working to aid and abet Germany's tyrannical regime during World War II, and further implies that two of his sons, Charles and David Koch, would somehow share these fictional sympathies. It is a sad commentary of today's media environment that we have to respond to such irresponsible and reckless attacks. They claim that many companies like Ford and, and General Electric and others also were involved in Germany before the war. Well, there were other American companies that worked there too. Ford especially has been, been singled out. It's true though what they're saying, and facts are facts. They basically confirmed their father built the refinery. He designed the cracking unit, which is what refined the fuel, and that became a key asset for the Nazi and machine. Was, so, also, one of the things is you note in uh, in your in your book that this is the part of the biography of the father that's not included in the official well, company accounts. this is the thing. I mean, it's not to say, and what they're kind of knocking down is a straw dog. The, the book does not say that, that, that Fred Koch or the sons were Nazis, and that would be a... You know what? I'm glad she put that disclaimer there because those son of a bitches will sue her for the truth. <clears throat> Birds of the feather, they flock to fuck together. They don't mix with others. They stay with the flock. Whatever this bullshit disclaimer that their money trying to buy to keep their image clean, their soul is dirty. One is gone. The other one has to repent. They could have done so much good with that wealth. But they choose not to. 
ridiculous statement. To, it, it says specifically, Fred Koch's views of the Nazis are unknown, but he worked with them, he made money from them, and um, and he, this chapter was kept hidden from the Koch Industries history that's up online. Why was it one, one of many secrets about the Cokes? I mean, the truth is, this book's it, it grew out of a 2010 story I did for the New Yorker, which turned out to be just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much that was not known. It took it took five years to document all of this. Why was Hitler personally involved with approving this refinery? Well, his underlings were not going to approve it, and there was a, the partner in this is a man named William Rhodes Davis, who was working with Fred Koch. He was a Nazi sympathizer. The U.S. considered him a Nazi. Uh, agent actually and he was the partner in this project and he needed an okay from Hitler and to get it he had to go speak with Hitler himself Hitler greenlighted the project you, it was um and they gave him an autographed copy of Mein Kampf <laughs> and then you talk about the governess that Fred Koch hired to raise the children. Right. So for, actually, Fred Koch was back and forth to Germany a lot. One of the things that, that it, it, he almost went on the Hindenburg, and, and he was at the last minute detained, the dirigible that blew up in New Jersey in, in, you know, the pre, right before the war started. Um, he, um, he imported, um, or, or somehow the family wound up with a German um, nanny who brought up the two oldest boys, Frederick and Charles, Charles who's, who's known today as one of the two co-brothers, um, and the nanny herself was a Nazi sympathizer of such fervor that when Hitler invaded France in 1940, she'd been with the Koch family for five years, but she said she needed to leave, she wanted to go back to be with the Fuhrer to celebrate. It was strange. It was a, a strange, it, you know, it's a fascinating family. It was a strange upbringing. It's, I'm, I, they, they, I'm not saying that they were Nazis, but what I am saying is that um, this family was politically from the start filled with very strange influences. And <laughs> Another disclaimer. I'm not saying they're Nazis. I'm just saying. Birds and a motherfucking feather, they fuck the fucking t- together. Let me say it right. Birds and a motherfucking feather, they flock the fuck together. <laughs> motherfucking Nazis. America's fucked up though. Because they had the um, American boom. And the Republican Party is nothing more than a white nationalist movement funded by these guys so all the disclaimers they try to throw out there to prove it prove we're Nazis too all we gotta do is look at what the fuck you did to our country secrets secrets down in Mar-a-Lago 300 secrets that America trusted to an idiot because these rich motherfuckers didn't like a black man in the White House Fred Koch's involvement in the founding of the John Birch Society and what that is? Well, so what happens is the father then also worked for Stalin and um, built the oil refineries there in Stalin's first five-year plan. And, and he comes back to the U.S. and he's horrified by what he's seen of Stalin. And he becomes a, just an absolutely um, sort of vitriolic anti-communist. And that leads to him being a founding member of the John Birch Society. And he passes those views on to his sons. And both 
uh, David Koch and Charles Koch, the two that are known as the Koch brothers, were members of the John Birch Society, which was kind of defined the anti-communist right-wing fringe in America in the 50s, 60s. That means they don't want blacks to have rights. Basically, they are a bunch of fucking wealthy racists who think that this is their land. And that's why their base is so goddamn stupid. Like I said, that's why they don't want to educate no one. They don't want you realizing that this is the problem. She's going out there pushing the book Dark Money. I think you guys should buy it and read it. And let's finish listening to some more of this because this is very interesting. And we need to hear the truth to understand where our country is going. And the truth is more important than anything because the enemy has plenty of money. Fucking James Bond villains. That's what they are. Bunch of James Bond villains. Congress won't do anything. What's holding it up? Money. Um, the fossil fuel interests and others, and you can see it in here. Um, there's a, a there's, and it begins long ago, um, in about uh, 1976, there was a plan laid by Charles Koch to build what he called a radical movement to change the way that America voted and thought. And he said, we need to, quote unquote, destroy the statist paradigm and start a movement. He modeled it on the John Birch Society. He loved the secrecy of the John Birch Society. And there's a paper that is quoted in here that he wrote in 1976 about how how he was going to found the movement and and launch it. So his, this has been a long, long running project, and he's built it up. He's an engineer. He's extraordinarily wealthy, and he's worked with a number of very smart people to build this network that tries to sort of push, push, push the country in his direction. And you also talk when it comes about uh, climate change, the direct interest that Coke Industries has in climate denial. Because <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there. Because we're going to pick that up on the part two of this crazy dark money series on open mic. Man, we got to know who our enemies are. These guys spend billions of dollars to do this to our country. Charles and David, I'm not saying they're Nazis, but they hang around with Nazis. They hang around with fascists. They hang around with white nationalists. That's why they fund the Tea Party. That's why Fox News exists. That's why Newsmax exists. This is funded by the billionaires. Ones who never get their nails dirty. The ones who don't get laid. They're like fucking us. Wow. It's pretty heavy, huh? back tomorrow with the closing of this part of the show. Starts a president out of control as polls forecast his downfall. This is how it starts. In a small city far from the Beltway, shadowy man. No badges, no ID. Deputized by a rogue attorney general. Snatch so-called enemies of the state off the streets. This is how it starts. 
Without a warning or a warrant, heavily armed paramilitary units shove their targets into unmarked vans and race away. They fire on protesters with gas, flash grenades, and rubber bullets. And when the protesters put their hands in the air, they're assaulted with clubs and fists. This is how it starts. Faceless enforcers say you don't have the right to protest. Now Trump's bureaucrats are promising to send their thugs everywhere. Your town. Your neighborhood. This is how it starts. And how freedom dies. Unless we stand up. Unless we speak out. Unless we demand justice. Register and vote November 3rd. But I will say this. Chris is ahead in the polls. The whole stereotype. Hell. The fact of the matter is right now. Oh, here we go. We need to. Look, I, I think if you have. If you have that. Well, it's not the new. If you have. Just so sad. Just watching the Republican convention. And they're feeling this fear. Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear. We're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. All you do is keep hearing about fear. It's amazing why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. Like I should just be a coach. And it's so often reminded of my color. We gotta do better, but we gotta demand better. We protest and they send riot guards, right? We're trying to get them to protect us, just like they protect everybody else. You don't need to be black to be outraged. You need to be American and outraged. And how dare the Republicans talk about fear? We're the ones having to talk to every black child. What white father has to give his son a talk about being careful if you get pulled over. All we're asking is you live up to the Constitution. That's all we're asking for everybody, for everyone. Thank you. That's all we want. So all the billions of dollars that you throw away, you racist motherfuckers, with money. You could have done so much good for this country. But you choose to be a selfish child. And look at the damage you have done.